Second in our two-part series of The Better Angels of Our Nature by Steven Pinker. Really why violence has declined and why even though the media and what a lot of people talk about is focusing on the past 24 hours of violence, what people don't focus enough on is the past 10,000 years of violence and how, truly how far we've come. And this is utilizing one of the cognitive biases within all of us, which is contrast bias. Contrasting, you know, our current times, our violence currently, with the historical violence. And the reason this is important is because it shines a very positive light on how far we've come. And while obviously no man is infallible and we still have injustices in this world, we've come a long way. And we live in truly the best time ever to be alive. People say they're oppressed. People say, you know, they feel unsafe. But, you know, in any other time in history, it was... 10 times, if not 100 times worse. You know, when you literally had to fear for your life life in, uh, you know, medieval Rome, let's say. Or, uh, you know, when the, when the Khans were conquering much of Southeast Asia, you know, in Mongolia. And they, they kind of this nomadic way of living where they really didn't understand the humanitarian um, way of life. And the humanitarian revolution is actually kind of what brought this about, you know, the rise of the printing press, people began understanding other people's perspectives and why, you know, other people's lives were valuable. Before this, it was just this viewpoint, you know, it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of a, you know, for example, a member of the Khans, or, you know, if, if you were caught up in Mao's China or Stalin's Russia or Hitler's Germany. Um, you know, it was, it was really at the level of the individuals and their perspective on the world. And one of the things we talked about yesterday in part one of this series was in the inner demons, which Steven Pinker basically talks about in the beginning of this book. One of the most interesting ones is the ideology. And we're seeing this even today. You know, people with these extreme ideologies really are just repeating history. And, and you know, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. That's why learning from this book is so important. So let's get into it. Basically, ideologies tell us that historically well-meaning efforts to bring about a greater good or a better world have created bloodshed and tyranny. Polarization in groups, groupthink, and conformity are traits seen throughout all civilizations and often lead to violent ideologies. Now they're going through the examples. Maoist China, Stalin Russia, Hitler's Germany, Pol Pot, all these different totalitarian leaders where, you know, we're right, the other side is wrong, that ideology where, you know, it's purely one-sided, it's just wrong. And that's why it's really hard to see what's going on in the country today with people that are very biased on one side, you know, Democrat or Republican or um, atheist or religious, these different, and that's just two examples, but there's so many different ideologies. And it's so polarized, one side or the other. And the issue here is they don't recognize the good of the other side. And this is really just a childish and, uh, you know, archaic way of thinking. We, we have evolved now. We should not be thinking this way. We should be looking at the thesis, the antithesis, and trying to find the synthesis, the common ground, the well-balanced approach. So one of the interesting concepts is the Leviathan Triangle. And this is basically showing us that law is better than war. And this Leviathan Triangle, you can search it up online if you have the book. It's on uh, page 35. And it's, it's a very, very interesting um, a concept, kind of a mental model, because it, it's this triangle. And at the, at the peak of the triangle, at the tip, is the bystander. 
And the left wing down is the aggressor. Kind of that left um, pillar down is at the bottom of that is the aggressor. So the bottom left corner of the triangle is the aggressor. And then the bottom right corner is the victim. And inside the triangle, you have law, predation, war, and retaliation. And again, it's, it's much better if you have the visual model for this, but the Leviathan Triangle basically shows us this uh, model of, uh, you know, really why law is much better than war. And predation is essentially this, um, this idea that humans, uh, basically, that uh, violence is, is just innate in humans. Humans are prone to violence. This is kind of what Richard Dawkins teaches us in his book, The Selfish Gene. You know, genes are inherently selfish. They, they are competing with one another. And the violence is a risky, is obviously risky, and humans evolved through natural selection to employ it selectively. And, you know, the reason this actually started was because um, to basically enhance the, the longevity of your genes going through generation to generation, which is the goal of genes, you know, in the book, Selfish Gene, he talks about this. And if you understand genetics, um, you know, is protecting one's child, one's close relatives. And then as we started moving away from the nomadic way of living um, into more of the agricultural revolution, instead of the just hunter and gatherers, into more of the agricultural revolution where we lived in a little bit larger groups of people, you know, around 150 that's really when we began going, okay, you know, it's, it's not just good to protect my kin, but it's good to protect um, community as a whole. And now we're going to focus really on the main concept of today, which is the better angels of our nature. You know, if you listen to yesterday's episode about the inner demons, it was a lot of negative things and a lot of things that are basically innately in us, like dominance hierarchies, sadism, and ideology. And the Leviathan Triangle really wraps this up perfectly. And Basically, those inner demons are, um, I think, a good, a good page if you have this book is pages 42 through 569 to uh, review those. So now let's move into the better angels of our nature. So these better angels are empathy, self-control, and we'll go into each of these individually, but um, empathy, self, self-control, morality, reason... And those are really the the main ones I want to talk about. And then in part three, we'll talk about the humanitarian revolution and everything that came along with that. But let's focus on this. So empathy, evolutionarily adapted from organisms to care for their offspring. So later, when humans formed tribes, empathy helped us develop altruistic and reciprocal relationships with tribe members. You have to remember that it's, 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 we didn't always have money. You know, we, this kind of inner subjective reality we, we have of currency was not always that way. Originally, it was trade. It was reciprocity. You know, I give you two clay pots, you give me a bale of maize, or I give you uh, uh, some maize and, and I get some chickens. It, it's this reciprocity. It's this give and take. Another interesting book by Adam Grant. But uh, so basically, we can enhance our empathy by learning more about others, especially if we make an effort to understand their unique perspectives. This is one of the downfalls of ideology. You know, it's, you're so caught up in your ego, you're so caught up in yourself that you don't even take a look at, okay, let me step out of my ego. Let me step out of this subjective view. Let me look at things objectively. Let me go, okay, what, what is their subjective perception of the world? How are they seeing things? What paradigms do they have that are different than I? It's very interesting. We don't all see the world through the same lens. It's a very different person to person. 
it's not really what happens to you. It's, it's how you react to what happens to you and different people react in different ways. And it, it's very, very interesting to understand this building empathy by learning more about others. So now moving on to self-control. This basically helps us resist the violent impulses that are innately in us and can be strengthened or weakened by practice. So our impulses and our resistance to them come from two different parts of the brain. Now, this is interesting. We make rational decisions and thinking from the prefrontal cortex. Sometimes our more primitive brain takes over the limbic system. And this is basically the fight or flight. You know, people talk about fight or flight, this more primal way of reacting to things. This is the limbic system versus the prefrontal cortex. And we can actually train and strengthen our willpower with self-control by understanding this neurological system and applying some concepts used in actually physical exercise, reps and sets, conditioning and endurance to train our minds. For example, self-control exercises, going on a diet, tracking what you eat, working out, having a workout regimen, you know, every day working towards your goals, all these different things, journaling, podcasting, all these things help, you know, self-control exercises, keeping yourself accountable, not just letting somebody else dictate your um, limitations, dictating them yourself. And it's important to have limitations, by the way, don't, don't get that twisted. So morality, this basically can encourage or discourage violence. And there are four main themes of our moral behavior. And really, um, our moral behavior really revolves around communal sharing, authority ranking, equality matching, and market pricing. So very, very interesting. Um, in, in the next episode, we'll kind of go over reason, why the rise of reason is, is so important to the humanitarian revolution. And this is basically the last in the better angels of our nature. And then we'll kind of wrap this book up with a synthesized lesson. So look out for part three in this better angels of our nature series. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe. And until next time.